0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm super excited today because we've got a really amazing entrepreneur on. Her name is Rachel Peso, and she is a brand storyteller, designer, and art director. She has a creative studio, and it's great to have you on. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. I'm so excited to talk to you. Now, we're definitely going to have some great conversations today. I want to go over some of your wins and challenges. Just for that alone, I know that this is going to be a great conversation people will get a lot out of. But before we dive into the questions, I'd just love for you to take a few minutes and share with everybody your story, how you got here, and where you're up to now. I know our audience is dying to hear
1: yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah, I, I started my entrepreneur career back in 2013. I went to art school at the School of Visual Arts in New York City, and I did what a lot of entrepreneurs do. I started off freelancing. I was in the corporate space and I just felt like completely like I didn't really have as much of a purpose as I thought I would have coming out of college. And I spoke to a friend who was, who I went to art school with, and she was working for Marie Forleo, who is an amazing entrepreneur online. I was just blown away at the work that she was doing and the type of freedom that she had in the position that she was working in and she was like you can do this too. At the time I didn't really have the mindset training to believe that. So actually she started helping me a little bit in my business just showing me what type of work that I could position myself to do since at the time I was actually really working in mainly print design and started dipping my toes in some digital online work, but at the time I was really like really into print design. So she helped me reposition my brand. I went head first. I went to an event in Sonoma, California. Run by two amazing entrepreneurs, Sarah Jenks and Nisha Moodley. It was called Live Free. And there were 60 entrepreneur women there. I had never gone to anything like that in my entire life. The concept was super odd to me at the time, like masterminding wasn't really a thing yet. So it was really all new. And I immersed myself in that experience and it ended up being really like a life-changing experience for me because... All the women there were building something. They were starting their own businesses. Some of them had already launched their own coaching businesses. I feel like it was very early stage industry. And from there, I really just, I pitched my services, not even intentionally. I just went there being like, I'm going to meet some amazing people. I know that there are more of the people that I would like to work with. So just knowing that I had to put myself in a room with the people and it ended up turning out, like, I think like to this day now, I fully really ended up working or collaborating with 13 of the people from that event, which is insane. Just, and it was all organic. So it's a really beautiful story from that standpoint, but as you like building your own business and just going through Becoming an entrepreneur from the working, from the corporate space, there were so many challenges that I faced. That's my backstory of just like how I got to where I am now. And now I've been in business 10 years and I've worked with mainly mission-driven entrepreneurs that are out to really help others and make an impact in the world.
0: That's awesome. Amazing. Now, you know, Rachel, you brought up a really good point. And as much as connected as we are digitally today and online, and everybody wants to go to your workshops online and all that stuff you really can't beat in-person events for networking with people and connecting.
1: Agree, agree. It was, it really, it launched my career in a way that I feel if I did not go in person, I wouldn't have. And actually like my mentor who was advising me, like this is a room that I want to get into, I didn't realize at the time the value of what that really created. And they did an exercise there that I'll never forget because it it was so early on in the coaching space. And it was like, if you've experienced X stand up or walk forward and everybody in the room walk forward and it was like, wow, at that time I had felt like I was experiencing everything on my own, like being a freelancer and just like not having any community or support. It's just, it really shows you how big of a difference that can make. And from a growth and career perspective, it's been a tactic that I've used since I started. From there, I just found other clients who were having events and went to their events and met and just organically built my business off of that model.
0: Yeah. Would you go into that a little bit more? Because now No Frame Restore, it seems like you just built your entire business just off referrals for a really long time. Is that right?
1: I did. Yeah. And I really, I will say I didn't have a ton of background in business, so I didn't know what I was doing a lot of the times. I was just trying different things and watching. I got a lot of support just watching some of my clients who were in the coaching industry, health and wellness professionals, and thankfully, the mentor that I was working with, she really guided me on just honing into those relationships and utilizing them, and I've always been a people person, so connection is really like a big part of my love language at this point. So from there, as I started just going to different events, That's where I learned like, wow, if I go to my clients events, I'm supporting them, which always feels good. And then on top of that, they'll introduce me to other people that are there. It's a great way for conversation starters. Hey, why are you here? Because I actually work with the person hosting the event or I'm here because this person that I know is speaking. So there were so many benefits of going about it that way. And for me, I've always been pretty humble. I'm not going to be like, I designed everything at this event, but a lot of the times that was the case. And I was really, I was invited a bunch of times to events because my clients wanted me to be there or I d- designed everything for the event. So there's been like a lot of really beautiful things that aligned for me. I don't want to use the word luck because I know I did put work into it, but I do feel there are really like lucky parts of my story that just were really awesome that they worked out that way.
0: I really believe what they say and that you make your own luck and it's like luck is a bus but if you're not at the bus stop you're not going to catch it right everybody has those chances in life to catch that lucky break to meet that person but so many people just aren't prepared for the opportunity because they're not putting in the work putting themselves out in front of people that kind of
1: it's true and honestly what I will say is I put my all when I go to those events so like even that first one that I went to I really wasn't that much of an outgoing person but I needed a point I was like you know what I flew to California from New York like I'm I spend all the money that I had to be here. And I was like, I'm going to try to introduce myself to everyone in the room and just like really go about it in a way that just is all about connection. And I feel like it never was about selling my services. It was really about understanding and learning what they do. And if there was a way I could support them, that just really paid off in the long game for me. I would say up until 2020, I really operated on referral-based business only. The last years, yeah, it's it's super amazing. And I will say it is amazing, but on the other side of it, there are a lot of things that I did do wish looking back now that I had done early on that would make it a bit easier for me in the later years of my business now.
0: What are some of those things you wish you had done earlier on?
1: I wish that I focused on building my own audience. I think early on, I really did have a good amount of eyes on my business, things that I was doing, but I wasn't focusing on visibility. I was a lot behind the scenes, which meant even like six years in my, in, into my business, I had people saying, wow, I can't believe you designed that brand. I don't, I've never heard of you. And I felt like that kept showing up and I'm like, oh man, I have to change this. <laughs> One of my other mentors who I ended up working with, and also I joined their mastermind, It's always, you have to share your, you have to share your gifts. And if you don't, you're doing everyone else a disservice. And once I started realizing that by not speaking up, by not sharing what I'm working on, I wasn't helping people in the way that I know that I can now. And I feel like that's been the biggest change for me in my business. And just in my perspective that I think if I had known that early on, there would have been a lot of other opportunities that I could have optimized.
0: Sure. Understood. Now you've been in business for a while, a decade. Is that about right? Awesome. So that's you've made it longer than most businesses do. So congratulations on that. Um, You're clearly doing something right now. I'm sure in that 10 years, you've had quite a lot of ups and downs, challenges, successes, all of that. One of the things that we really like to talk about on this show is the financial aspect of things. It's actually really important for me and why I started this podcast, because I ran a couple of businesses in my late 20s, early 30s. And I didn't know anything about business finance. I just know how to do the business part of the business. And then I realized if you're not paying attention to that, you can do what I did, which is I never put anything aside for myself. I put everything back into the business thinking, well, one day I'll be making a million dollars or whatever, and then I'll just put the money away then and not worry about it. And that can work, but everything has to go right for that to work. So what have been some of your biggest challenges or successes as far as the financial aspect of your business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. One of the things that I do think paid off was early on, I knew I had to get an accountant and somebody that can help me really on the financial end. Like I feel like the first... Four years of my business, every time taxes came around, I was in tears. That was a very slow start. And I had my husband being like, we got to find a solution because I can't deal with this. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing though. Because that's the thing that you learn, like when you start your own business and you don't have a team or that support, like these are things now. And I actually, one of the really successful things that I did was I ended up hiring a bookkeeper. And I went through about three of those before I found the actual best one that I have now. And like you, you have to try things and that really helped me just get an idea of how much I was spending and just like being able to track it all. So by the end of the year, you're not like going through every single thing you did for a whole year and panicking truthfully, that did make a really big difference. And then the other thing that I do, and I still do it to this day is like, I create a simplified like Google sheet with my income and I track everything that's coming in and I track the money that I have to take out for taxes. And that's just been a way of not only manifesting. manifesting what it is that I, the income that I want, but being able to track like the amount of clients that I work with and all that stuff that really ties to your finances. But yeah, it was a struggle. Like I did not know for a long time and it took talking to other entrepreneurs and other experts to figuring it out. And then like with investing, that was a, that was also a really big learning curve to go to that first retreat was like, at the time was so much money. I had never, my parents, people that were in my world were like, you're spending what? And what I've learned is as you continue to expand in the entrepreneur space, like that is a norm in the entrepreneur space. And outside of that, people aren't going to $2,000 events or $5,000 events. And now it's even more in a lot of the different containers. I had to do some like money mindset work and my own personal development, like reading, podcasting, so I can come some of those meltdowns moments where you're like, how am I doing this? And I know now looking back, all that stuff helps with getting you where you want to be, being in those right rooms. And then you start realizing you have to continuously assess things like, did this investment pay if it didn't? And it's just, it's a lot of work. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not. So even now, even with the systems, it still takes that energy and kind of diligence around it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I am always shocked by how many entrepreneurs I talk to who don't keep track of their finances at all. And then at the same time, I'm also not because I was that same guy once. And it's just kind of thing like you go to school for 20 years and nobody ever bothers to teach you this thing, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, right? If you're just an employee, you need to know how to track your finances too. And nobody ever tells you, but it's really funny what you brought up about your family thinking you're crazy for investing the money and all that, because I think just about every entrepreneur I know who has real that they need to continue to invest in themselves to continue to grow has a story just like that. You spend how much to do what? Yeah. But, but that's what you have to do if you want to keep growing because the more you invest in yourself, the more you return on that
1: investment that you'll get. hundred percent. And I think the other kind of misbelief that I feel like happens, and I'll even say it's like kind of outside of the personal development field, because if you're conscious and aware about your emotions and also the different options that it is like that you have in order to grow or change, or the problem is that you're trying to solve in the entrepreneur space, you know that you have a lot of options. And outside of that, if you don't know, like before I became an entrepreneur, I probably would have said things like, wow, I can't believe you would spend that money for a business coach. Or I would go to an event for $5,000. Like people were blown away that I would spend the money on that, but they don't realize the room that I get to be in and how much that not only helps, like even if it doesn't, even if I don't make one sale from that event, what it does to my mindset and where I want to be, it's priceless. It converts that much for me. And I feel like that's something that I think people don't talk about enough is just really that there's so many options out there to get to where you want to be. And sometimes you do have to spend the money to get there, but- And even so there's other options without spending money, but still.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, like you said, it's about who you get to be in the room with at some point, because those you're spending the money to be there, but those people are also spending the money. And especially when you start, it can be a big challenge to pony up that kind of cash, but that's not going to be true of everybody that you're in the room with. And it just takes one right person to either work with you or to connect you with somebody, or even just give you that one idea that can totally take your business to the next level. And yeah, in that essence, I think it's definitely worth it. We talk a lot about financial freedom. People say that a business exists to make money. And my take on that's a little different. I think that a true business should exist to help the business owner become financially free so that they can have time freedom and do what their life, what they want. And when you say financial freedom, a lot of people immediately go to a dollar sign and a number. Oh, that would look like a million dollars or $10 million or whatever it is. But for me, it's not really about the money because depending on your lifestyle and what you like to do and where you live, that's a different number for everybody. Anyway, it's more about creating the life for yourself and your family that you want. So I'm curious, what does financial freedom look like to you? And what are you doing to work to get there?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I will say it changes over time. And as my business continued to change over the years, it, it... To find itself in different ways, so I think early on for me, financial freedom was being able to go outside in the middle of my day and sit in the sun, or take a swim, or go for a walk. And I think like at first, working, going from freelancing and working for somebody else to having your own business, like to me that in itself gave me a certain level of freedom that I didn't have before. So it took me a while to get used to like actually allowing myself to enjoy that freedom and really creating, really realizing that I'm in control of my business and what I want it to be. So that was like really the first piece before even the financial part came in. And then once I realized one of the really I think amazing things that, again, people don't talk about that much is when you have your own business and when you have certain type of businesses, you can actually make a lot more money than you would be able to make in a call it pin that you were at a job at. So I started realizing the amount of income I could create with the different packages and offers and that really unlocked a lot of different financial freedom for me. It, it made it so that way I was like, wait, I could actually make this amount of money with doing less work or I can offer less calls. Or there's so many different equations. And at the end of the day, all of that was based on what I really want in my life. And I realized that I need to create what I want in my life and have my business support that. And I think again, that took a long time to get there. I feel like I'm the most aligned I've ever been now. <laughs> (laughs) And that took a lot of years to get there. And so for me, being financially free, having financial freedom is that I'm able to do the things that I'm really passionate about without... Feeling like it's taking me away from my family or, and working at the same time. I really like to have that balance. And one thing that I've implemented, I would say, over the last three years is I don't work on Fridays like at all. Sometimes I will if I feel like it. And I just love having the freedom of making that choice and, and just like sticking to that own boundary for myself. And sometimes, like, I feel guilty. I will say, sometimes I still feel the guilt because there's projects and people that want my support. But I also also know, like I have put self care at the top of my freedom list, like in meaning, like, I just really believe in taking care of myself and continuing to do other passions. Super cool.
0: So let me ask you now, if anybody who hasn't been living under a rock for last year, the economy has gone in the tank, we're in the middle of a recession, even if nobody wants to call it that. So what's your biggest financial challenge right now?
1: Yeah, so definitely over the last three years, I've had quite a bit of financial struggles in terms of just like on my personal end of my life, my husband lost his job right before the pandemic hit. And at first I was pumped. I was like, yes, I know you didn't like your job that much. I was like really excited for him to explore his passion and just like really lean into it and what I didn't realize that my business really wasn't there yet. My business wasn't at a place to support our whole family. What I realized that was a little bit late. I didn't really pay attention to that piece. And then also during the pandemic, just like everybody else, I was bored. And honestly, I spent a little bit more money than I should have during that time period. And I wasn't really thinking about the repercussions. I had thought we're just going back to normal right after this. And I didn't really prepare for the rainy day. And I feel like that kind of nipped us in the butt a little bit. And it's now I feel like we're playing catch up to that scenario because he was out of work for... Like over a year, he was still going into the corporate space. So there was a hiring freeze. He couldn't get hired anywhere after that for a long time. And then a lot of the other opportunities just weren't showing up. So he actually went back to become a financial advisor. And so now he's on a really great path. And it's all wonderful that it worked out this way. But financially, we're still hitting some bumps because I burnt out in that process and meaning like I was still working that whole time. I had so much pressure on me. And honestly, I wasn't having the financial, like I wasn't having the freedom operating off of the one income.
0: It makes sense. It definitely can be challenging going from a two income household down to a one. And you brought up something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, and that's finding the balance between using the money they make to fund their business and the money that they make to fund their lifestyle. So what are you doing to achieve that balance?
1: I don't think that I really have the best answer to that. I think it's something that I'm truly trying to figure out still like what's the best way to handle that although I do know that the lines can get really blurred when you're in that scenario it's this is for my business (laughs) this is kind of gonna help the business but also just really separating it I think is super important for me in the future is what I would do moving forward is just really understanding that the business income is a lot different than like our household income together and that like the spending that happens there has to have a different budget that than your personal spending and making sure that there's ways to monitor that in a great way. And my husband and I, we were just, we were really lost with it. We had totally different ways of spending money. We had totally different ways of if he's not in my business, how does he know what I'm spending? And it's really all the same. So it was very challenging, truthfully. And uh, we do have a financial advisor, but still it's so, it's so hard when you go from like day-to-day expenses to like bill paying to business, like the business piece. So it's, that part's been a journey for us for sure.
0: Gotcha. All right. So tell me, Rachel, what are your plans for 2023 inside your business? What are you really excited about this year that you got going on?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited just to, I'm feeling a lot better. I really felt completely burnt out in 2022. So it feels so good just to have like my own energy levels back. And I'm excited to be repositioning rachelpeso.com to a creative studio where we get to come up with creative solutions for entrepreneurs and just like really owning the creative portion of the process. So it's just not something I've been able to fully step into over the last few years. I'm excited about that. And also a new offer that I have, which is my soul themes, which is templated websites for early stage entrepreneurs. And I just feel like overall, just stepping into being able to really connect the life that I want to the business that I want to have. That's my main goals.
0: Awesome. I wish you all the success in that this year. Thank you so much. Rachel, this has been absolutely amazing. You've shared so many things with me and our audience and all these tips. That's what I'm looking for on this podcast. So really happy you were able to take the time today. And to jump on the call and share with me and our audience. It's been such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you. It's been awesome.
0: Thanks so much for coming on. Now, if anybody wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Instagram is generally the best just at Rachel Pesso and also my website. You can find that at rachelpeso.com and I'm always around on those too.
0: Awesome. Now, if you're listening out there and you've enjoyed, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And if you are a six figure online entrepreneur and you want to come on and just like our amazing guest, Rachel did today to share valuable insight for our listeners and myself, and to talk about your business and your journey, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com and apply. We'd love
2: to have you on as well. Awesome. Rachel, thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay
0: Yourself First
2: podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider let alone make a plan for or take action towards it's something almost no one was taught anything about doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging especially without support so if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, You'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the abundantly infinite entrepreneur.